Yo. Yeah, I'm doing <laughs> what you doing over there, man? You I, I can hear it. I'll tell y'all, we already uh with juice. Um <laughs> he's having a little technical difficulties <laughs> with the internet. Yeah. And uh we were fighting and that big bit. sauce. As yeah. soon as it as soon as you just came on, just it it's it stopped and uh I was like, uh, what did you say? <laughs> God dang big sauce on All the internet. Right. <laughs> right, <laughs> internet been drinking. I don't know what it had, but so Juice, how you feeling, man? You know, I know you you you're getting old. You're showing your age. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know you. You know, old age gets you. You know, <laughs> right? You can't do what you used to. You try it over uh, the thing, and my nope. <laughs> Said sit down. So, uh, yeah, now. No, but you feeling good and everything? No, you you know you're sick and everything good. Yeah, yes, sir. Relax. How was your Thanksgiving? Man, it was good. Man, food was good. Um, I was with um with my friends um up there in Nashville. Actually, um, big shout out to Nate and Tina. Uh, They had us up uh for Thanksgiving, so we went up there, ate good. I tried to drink a little bit, and yeah, that thing kicked me in my behinds. <laughs> yeah, big sauce. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. Yeah, took you out, huh? <laughs> yeah, yes, sir, yes, sir. 
Well, I'm glad you're feeling better. I'm glad you had a good Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, I had a, a good Thanksgiving too. We already got some. Good. Glad you're back, Juice, the missus. <laughs> Thank you. Glad to be back. Uh, I had a good Thanksgiving myself, man. My parents came up here and hung out uh, for a couple of days. And, you know, I'm a big cooker, so I got to cook them a few things that, you know, I've been working on. I made uh, homemade mm-hmm. buttermilk biscuits for the first time in my life. And, yeah, they turned out very good, wow. very good, man. Good, good. You know? Yes, that's all right there. <clears throat> well, I'm glad to have you back, my brother. Uh, we appreciate uh, AB and Donovan uh, stepping in and helping yes. us out last couple weeks there. What's going on, yeah. Kendall? How you doing, brother? <laughs> What's going on? Uh, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we appreciate them coming on. We It's good shows, man. Um, obviously, big news. Florida officially announced that they hired uh, – Head coach Billy Napier. Napier. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we will definitely get into that tonight. So we'll go ahead and kick the show off. So welcome to Talking Sauce, where we get big sauce, talk college football and sports, mainly Florida Gators. Uh, so grab a drink, kick back, hang out with us. I'm your host, Tim. Tonight, my guy's back. Juice, tell the people what's Hope. up. <laughs> Hopefully, don't freeze, but how y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little, man, it's, it's, it's a little freeze in there, but we're going to work with it. We're going to do what we got to do. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight, Juice, I'm back. I'm back with the craft beer, man. I'm back. All it's, right. It's, it's, it's been a dick. few episodes. If you guys, this is your first time joining us. Uh, what I like to do is a craft beer review. I like craft beers, like drinking different things. Uh, so tonight we're drinking from Brooklyn Brands called Bell Air Bell. Can't talk big sauce. <laughs> Bell Air Sour. I already been drinking a little bit. Had a couple of cans. <laughs> yeah, it's a key lime, man. A key lime. It's good mm. stuff. Good stuff. Uh, as I told you, you know them sours. They they hit different, man. If you if you right uh, haven't experienced any uh, sours drinking beer, craft beers, man, I, I I definitely that's one of my favorite things to drink uh, is sours. Sour. Yep. So uh, this one is out of I think I might be saying this wrong, but I'll go with it. Utica, New York. It's a key lime sour, five point eight percent. So what I like to do is give my sauce rating. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and take a sip. Let's see what we got. Mm. Boy, that hit different. Like my like my glass there. <laughs> Tales from the swamp. <laughs> yeah, um, it's good, man. And I got high standards for key lime because one of my favorite sours is a key lime. So I'm gonna get this a um four out of five big sauce. Four out of five. It's pretty good, pretty good, but my standards. They've been said hi by another company that I like that has key lime. So, you know, this one's it's drinkable. <laughs> yeah, it's drinkable. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's not right. bad. It's not bad at all. I feel like this one is more for someone if you're just getting started into sours. This would definitely be something I would recommend to someone because it's not yeah. too tart. Uh sometimes with sours, if you don't really like that tartness, you might not like the sours because it, it really do some of them hit you, boy. <laughs> I'll get that. Yeah, yeah. I can definitely. I know what you mean with that. With that yep. sour. So, yeah. 
pretty good. Creative. I like the colors on the can. Bell Air, Bell Air Sour. That's a pretty creative name, too. So, uh, If you guys want to find out more, uh, we actually have our social media page um, back to uploading our TikToks. Uh, so you can check us out on TikTok, TalkingSauce.com, uh, where you can find our merch. You can find us on Instagram, Talking Sauce, Twitter on Talking Sauce. So go ahead, uh, follow us. All the descriptions are down below. All the links are down below in the description. Uh, we also support our channel by uh, going to TalkingSauce.com, where you guys can find our merch. You can see this is uh, one of our hoodies from the Big Sauce collection here. Um Hashtag big sauce. That's what we say when we on the show doing something silly, little tipsy. Sometimes we'll just say big sauce. Like Juice's internet right now is big sauce. <laughs> yeah. So, he's yeah. Back. He's back. What's up, uh, Q? What, what it do, Q? <laughs> you got a big sauce. Uh oh, <laughs> Q. Throw in the chat right now if you here. We want to know what you're drinking. Let us know what you're drinking. Yeah, so Ooh. cute is on Red Bull and Henny. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, better. Q, I know you ain't got to go to work tomorrow, boy. <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> you ain't going to be able to sleep and you're going to be throwing up. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah Ooh. dog and Red Bull, boy. I couldn't do I don't have to go to work tomorrow. No, I can't do that, Juice. <laughs> I'm not, I'm just thinking about it, y'all. That's like, I'm already. I'm, I'm calling in right now. <laughs> right? Yeah, you might as well gonna send that message to your boss. I'm not feeling well. Yeah. What's What's wrong? Uh, Red Bull and and Hennessy. Oh, I am good. <laughs> Nothing else needs to be said. Be said, right? If I was your boss, I'd just send back a thumbs up. <laughs> right. We'll see you on Friday. Right. <laughs> Yeah, oh, buddy. Man. Got a uh, glad to see you back, Juice. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Glad to be back. Yep. All right, man. Let's get into the show, Juice. Um, so you missed um a little bit here. Mm. Didn't miss it, but you know we didn't get to hear your thoughts and opinions on it. So uh, the University of Florida hired Billy Napier. Um, the coach, he was coaching at the University of Louisiana. Uh, Juice, I'm going to go ahead and get your thoughts. Oh, real quick before we do that, boy. Yeah, yeah. Somebody in Mad Ooh, Dog. Oh, Mad 2020. Oh, yeah, you definitely calling off work for the rest of the week. <laughs> boy, you're going to need you're gonna need some type of uh, antibiotic after that. Right. <laughs> schedule a shout out for that at the Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> Ooh, woo, Mad Dog. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. I've been calling out for the rest of the week. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see y'all on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, y'all might not ever see me here again. <laughs> you drink a Mad Dog, Close. but you got, more, you got bigger problems than work. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I ain't had Matt. I, no. I know the last time I had Mad Dog, and that was over about it was at least fifteen years ago. I ended up crying. I don't even deal with it no more. I don't know why I was crying. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I remember I, I told everybody, y'all don't need to drink no more. <laughs> Do it, Mad Dog. <laughs> man, I can remember the last time I drank 
Mad Dog. Yeah, I mean, I have drank it before, but the, that was desperation at its finest. <laughs> it was nothing else I could get a hold of. You're right. <laughs> oh, man. Q, oh, real quick, we go to chat. Uh, says, I'm all in on Billy Napier. Scared money don't make money. Okay, okay, Q. And I mean, I we'll go ahead and get into your juice. Tell us, what was your initial thoughts? How do you feel about the high air? Um, and we'll get into some other things in a little bit. Okay. Well, my initial thoughts was, honestly, I kind of like the hire. It wasn't because the reason why I like the hire because of kind of number one guy anyway. It wasn't like oh, the second or third that was kind of their number. So I kind I I like it. Uh, I like it a little bit. Um, still have rumors about it, but oh, would I rather have maybe a uh, Chip Kelly or uh, which one just went to what's called? Was it Brian Kelly? Brian Kelly. Yep. Brian Kelly. Yep. Yeah, my bad. I'd rather have a Brian Kelly or a Lincoln Riley, maybe. But again, everybody gonna have to prove it anyway. So. Uh, what I did, uh-huh. what I did like about, um, and that's just what Q said. What he said was scared, scared money. You know what was it? Swear, you got some fans of Billy in here tonight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, scared money don't don't make money, and that's true, man. Especially if, even if you do stocks, I, I'm getting into it now. Yeah, scared money don't make money. You can't be scared. So I. I like that he's coming in. He's coming in strong, so I, I I like that aspect of it. But what I will say sounds good, but it, it puts it out. I'm going. I ain't gonna say the best yet until I see the product on the field. So that's how I, I kind of feel about. Um, Napier, but I, I think it was a good hire. Yeah. And uh <clears throat> two guys, like I said, if this is your first time here, sorry, we're uh we're having a juice having a little bit of technical issues. If you guys yeah. are here and he's he's kind of skipping in now, so bear with us. Is it you know he has some bad weather over where he lives at, so um that's why he has his camera on, so we'll be switching now on and off. But we good, I can hear you for the most part. Um yeah, he's confident. I like it. That's from and that, that is a, definitely something you need. Uh, thank you, uh, Miss Burrell, for that. Because you're <laughs> absolutely correct. Um, he definitely needs to be confident. And I, and what I do like about him, and I think that's what he's going to bring a little edge to Florida. <laughs> he was under the Nick Saban tree. Not that I too much care for the Nick Saban tree. I don't. Because we done tried that and that didn't go too well. <laughs> uh, we had two of them, matter of fact. So I'm good. But what I'm saying is what I like about him, and I think he worked on the Nick Saban, but it was something that that came out that Dick Saban wasn't going to promote him. So I think that maybe he, he has another little edge that I want to beat Nick Saban anyway just because. So I think that may <clears> – <throat> I kind of like that out of him. Because I think that kind of gives gives him also a little extra push to sit out here and try to recruit 
and try to be the best as well. Yeah, I think Brian agrees with uh, Juice. What's up, Brian? How you doing, man? Uh, it says, I'm no I've heard nothing but good things about Billy. New chapter for us Gators. Yep, we definitely have turned the page. Yeah. Um, and go ahead, Juice. Yeah, no, you're right. Definitely hurt. And that's the good thing. I mean, we have heard nothing, a lot of good things, especially recruiting, because that's a that's a big need. What a big need for us um, as Florida, but he's crude number um, and in the conference that he's in. Now he's playing. He's he's stepping up to the big dogs now. And so now he definitely is, will he still be able to recruit at a high level now? So that's going to be another big question is that's, that's going to be my biggest questions for, for the off season is recruiting and hires. That's going to be my big thing for him. Um, what I'm looking for over the next, at least up until the spring game is what I want to see. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. You've been out for a minute. Yeah. We we hope you're doing all right. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving. We appreciate you. Definitely a long time listener since pretty much day one. I think one, right? Brian yeah. Has, Brian has been in here, so we hope you're doing well. Everything, man. <clears throat> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, so yeah, uh, Juice, you you are definitely right. Everything. I mean, you can't. You can't. You know, you everything on paper is is. It is what it is at this point. Everything uh -huh. checks out. Um, when you look at from what staff he put together, um, from the recruiting, uh, just his likability, um, the people, the, the the where he came from, who he's worked under, uh, everything checks out on paper. It's you know, uh, right. I, I would definitely say that it's you know, for me, I'm not up or down on the hire. Uh, I just think Florida. The, the University of Florida for me is in a weird place as far as in they're on their fourth coach in 10 years. So that makes right. the matter of the getting the higher right more of an urgency than, now than ever, because if not, if, you know, you, you just have to make sure you, you, you know, um, dot your I's and cross your T's with this hire, because this is a huge hire for you. Uh, it's going to dictate to where your future goes um, mm -hmm. for the University of Florida, because, We've seen this isn't the first time that um, a school has fired multiple coaches and it doesn't get any better <laughs> typically with these schools who do this, who have that revolving door. Yep, yeah, because that can definitely. You just basically setting yourself back, you know, I hate I hate to say this, but we could be our, we could be looking at us as a as a Tennessee you know, from the uh, Vince Dooley, Bush Jones. It's just like a, just a constant rebuild. Oh, and like, the oh, I think you're breaking up on me. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear. Okay. Cool. Yeah. You. I think we can hear Santa. you now. I 
Yeah, yeah. So Florida Gator, yeah, the basketball team. I see they're talking about it in the chat. Yeah, they're playing at Oklahoma currently right now, and uh, I think the game. Uh, uh, Oklahoma's up by two, so uh, in the second half. So still got a long game to go. So yeah, it'll be uh, interesting. Um, yeah, Q. Um, that's definitely. I want to know all the. You know, I want to get the staff and uh, definitely know the offense and defense because. For me, with with uh, that that might be not a weak area, but that might be you know on the field. I think I want to see w- what type because I had Donovan Kaiser on, and uh, he said that he had charted what Billy did at uh, the University of Louisiana, and he's a sixty forty guy, so he runs the ball sixty percent of the time and uh, passes forty percent of the time. So you know, we as Florida Gators. Uh, if you're a Florida Gator fan, we we have been uh, spoiled by offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's definitely going to be interesting uh, to see what type of offense does he – is that something that – because this is that was his first head coaching gig. Is that something that um, um, is just an isolated incident just because he had that there? Or is he going to be able to willing be able to change to what is coming in? So, yeah. Um, that that – yeah. That is a big question. Um, I was uh, thinking because I was listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh my God, exactly. sorry. Juice, the connection, big sauce already. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah, boy. That, that, hey, that connection over there is drinking what Q drinking. <laughs> right. Right. Dog and Red Bull. Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> My you service don't know, that's it. You don't know what's about to happen tonight. <laughs> you doing that way. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. We um need to is he gonna be willing to evolve? Is that like you said, is he gonna always try to be 60-40 or is it or is he gonna let the game dictate? You know, will he be able to evolve? Like, okay, maybe I need to be, you know, six ass and depending on the team. So, but then again, I don't have nothing wrong with 60 40 because if you run, I have no problem with running the ball 60% of the time only. Excuse me. You're efficient at running the ball. So when I'm saying that, that means you, you have to you have to at least be gaining at least almost three yards a carry. So you, that by that third down, you're making at least third and two. Third, you know what I'm saying? It has, it has to be very manageable. So, I, well, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that, too, we've seen the SEC transition more of to a kind of not – I wouldn't say really a pass game. I mean, they're – you know, mm-hmm. you see like Joe Burrow, Kyle Trask. Uh, Mac Jones, so technically yes, but I think those guys really um, was successful because the teams have went to more of a guessing game because you didn't know what those guys were going to do, and right. not, obviously Mac Jones wasn't a threat to run the ball, but they had Najee Harris, and you couldn't even tell, you could never really tell what Alabama they had a they had, they they ran the ball so well, they threw the ball so well, um, and Najee was a great wide receiver out of the backfield, but then when you go look at Joe Burrow. He ran the ball well. He passed the ball well, and they they uh, um, who was that? Uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He also yeah. ran the ball well, and he caught the ball out of the backfield well. And then you, when you look at Trevor Lawrence, 
those guys, he ran he the ball well. Mm-hmm. He did everything well. So the the SEC offenses are going towards a really big guessing game. The teams that you don't know what they're going to do, um, when you have kind of a, a more athletic type of quarterback, uh, like I said, Mac Jones wasn't that guy, but they had a great one of, you know, <laughs> Najee Harris, one of the best running backs you've seen in a while to me uh, in the SEC. And when you can have those type of guys or when you have a guy at the quarterback who can get you those quick, easy yards when he needs to, that's when your offense has been most successful. Um, it hasn't been really all passing or all running. I know Florida, we're the closest to like an all passing team where you just air it out. Yeah, where you right. know they're not going to run the ball. And even that wasn't as successful as we wanted it to be because two, you know, a few reasons is you, first of all, you know, on defense, they're going to pass the ball. And second of all, the offensive line wasn't very good. Good. So mm-hmm. those two things, you know, kind of <laughs> you feel short of where you want to be. But yeah, I would want to see what he does on offense with the talent that Florida has currently, because that's the main thing. Uh-huh. You're, you're going to have to look at who's on the roster coming back for next year. Uh, that'll be another interesting thing of on offense of who the guys we've seen the transfer portal. I don't know if you've been watching this, dude. It's been lit in the transfer portal. Guys are transferring in dude. out like crazy. <sighs> It's gonna this year. I think it's probably gonna be one of the. You're gonna see a lot of transfer, just like we seeing a lot of head coaches going places. New head coaches everywhere. I think we're gonna see a lot of players in the trans. <clears throat> excuse me, transfer portal this year, due to you know all the head coaching um, vacancies and stuff. So, because a lot of these kids now. You know, back in the day, I would say you you probably went to the school for the school. You went you played football because of the school. Mm-hmm. Now, I think these kids more or less now kind of. It is what it is, man. They're for the coach, not really the school. I mm-hmm. hate to say it, but that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, times change. So I could I could see a big transfer portal this year. Yeah. And, you know. I mean, that's what – there's some players who are highly ranked kids in the transfer portal right now. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you know, as a coach, a first-year head coach in the SEC coming in and trying to lay down roots, uh, probably your best option is to hit the portal and see what type of kids you can get out of there. Uh, right. Because right now, Florida, you know, they were struggling with, with recruiting with the previous coach. And it's only obviously when the coach leaves, you're going to have a lot of decommits and changes. So it's only gotten taken a hit from there and which is right. to be expected. So um, we'll go ahead and pull up this uh, graphic here. We, we had this on the screen last week. But so for you guys, maybe who weren't on the show or didn't get to view the show last week, if your first time here, I appreciate you coming out and hanging out with us. Um, and I'm going to put this on the screen here. Handy dandy graphic. Um can you see that, Juice? Yeah. This is yes, just sir. kind of an introduction to Billy Napier and just to kind of get you used to what he, who he is, what he's done. Uh, so on the very far right, you can see uh, all of his coaching stops and what he has done uh, uh, while he's been a coach in college football. Um, you can see, you know, like Juice said, uh, he's been under Dabo. He's been under um, um, Nick Saban. Sorry. I think he was even with Jimbo for a brief second. 
was Jimbo in uh, twenty thirteen at Florida State. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. Um. So and now all obviously all the way up into his uh, present job at uh, Louisiana. Uh, so uh, currently at Louisiana, uh, he became a coach there in twenty eighteen. Um, his overall record is 39 and 12, was 39 and 12. Um, and yeah, I think he still has a game to play, right? If I'm not mistaken, uh, that he's gonna play out there. Uh, the Sun Belt Conference record is 27 and 5 in the Sun Belt Conference. He's had four draft picks, uh, at the University of Louisiana, his highest being an offensive guard, Robert Hunt. So, if I'm not mistaken, he's had two offensive linemen. Selected and two running backs selected. So that just shows you that 60 40 that we was talking about. Um, why, you know, who, who's getting drafted. <laughs> right, um, exactly. So uh, he's had the uh, number one ranked recruiting class in the Sun Belt from 2019 to 2021. So looks like every year, but the first uh, right. year. Um, and then, like I said, you can go look at his, you know, where he's been. Um, I know there's some, you know, you can go and check out who he's uh, helped recruit to some of these schools. Uh, right. You know, so he's had some big names that he's helped recruit. Um, you know, he has roots in a lot of places, obviously, um, right now at the University of Louisiana. So, yeah. And he'd want uh, Jerry Judy to Alabama. So, I mean, he has stuff, you know, has it too. So he has, oh, Robinson, I think he helped to Alabama as well. So he, he, yeah, I mean, again, this all looks good on paper. Paper, like that paper hire, he checks all the boxes on the paper. Now, like I said, uh, the question now is, will he be able to translate this over now into the SEC, going up against the big dogs? That would be the question. Yeah, and he has a hill to climb. That's kind of the theme of the show tonight. Um, just We just wanted to go over, because uh, there's been some other hires in the SEC. There's already guys in the SEC. And so for the University of Florida, when you ask any fan what they what they're where they want the University of Florida to be, and if you ask the University of Florida where they want to be, is it's winning championships, right? Uh-huh. So in order to win those, to be the man, you got, you got to, beat to beat the, the man. The man. <laughs> so also, like Billy says, scared money don't make money. <laughs> yeah, buddy. So um, I'll go ahead and put this up. Let's put this graphic back up. Theme of the show tonight, stiff competition in the SEC for Billy Napier. Uh, because those three guys on the left over there, those are the guys that you're going to have to beat consistently every year to win championships. Uh-huh. Uh, I know one, you know, Brian Kelly, he's, a, you know, officially hasn't, uh, you know, coached a season in the SEC. But um, you, you go look at his, just what he has on paper. Uh-huh. We're looking at Billy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. You have to you have to give credit where it's due, right? Mm-hmm. You can't look at one guy and say, Oh, he did this, and then you look at the other guy and say, Oh, he did this. Now, I will say this with LSU and that hire. Um, 
I think the only issue for Brian Kelly is <clears throat> will he fit into um, that that kind of like culture LSU has, right? Yeah, LSU had, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I think that's the only kind of downside I'm seeing here because LSU, you know, just in, gen- in general, Baton Rouge, you know, Louisiana, you know, it's just known as a rowdy, wild place, right? It just, right. It, even that if that coach, you, like, you know, like, I, you know how some coaches just look like they're supposed to fit in. Looks like, like you said, he's a great. It's just like I think it's just culture. Is he adapt to the LSU culture, or will LSU culture have to adapt to him? That's going to, I guess, kind of be the question. Yeah, and that's a, that's a great question. That's like I said. For me, that's really the only thing I see because just on the outskirts, when you look on the outside looking in, when you look at Brian Kelly, it just doesn't look like LSU coach. Um, (laughs) You go from a dude eating grass off the field to a dude, you know, thick and, you know, through thick and thin, uh, all throughout is a uh, Louisiana guy. Right, sound like a Louisiana guy. Go Tigers! <laughs> right, right. It, you know. I mean that's Louisiana all day. All so day. I mean, he fit that mold. So that's I'm not. So I'm with you too. Like, got per paper, great hire for for LSU. But again, same thing with Billy Napier. Y'all gonna have to put this out on field. Well, and too, yeah, I wonder. I want to go over just real quick. Mm-hmm. And I'll start. And the reason why I have those three coaches on the screen there um, that you guys can see, put it back up on here. Um, you know, I know, you know, people, you might not fear Brian Kelly. You might think it'd be a bad hire, but I just want to go through. And like I said, we're, we're really realistically all these coaches, when you hire them, there's a, a, a reasonable doubt that every fan should have. It doesn't matter where you are, what school you are. There's a chance for this to be not a good hire, <laughs> no matter where you are. Right. So I'm gonna go just go through his just some of these records. So I'm gonna start with Brian Kelly because the University of Florida plays LSU. That's their Western Division opponent at the moment every single year. So every single year you're gonna play LSU. Every single year you're gonna play Georgia. And if your aspirations are a national championship, um, every single year you're probably gonna play Alabama. Maybe. Every few years, you won't. But typically, uh-huh. you're going to play Alabama. So I'm going to go through real quick and kind of go over Brian Kelly's record here. So Brian Kelly, uh, his overall record is 263-96. and 96. Wow. <laughs> As an overall record. Uh, and what I found just like doing some research on Brian Kelly, I didn't know that he was in uh, the, the uh, Divisional two schools for so long. Uh, he's been around – football for a long time uh so uh he's played for i think three uh he's or played for a natty uh in his third season at notre dame uh-huh. uh he was 36 or 34 and 6 at cincinnati uh so we've seen coaches do very well at cincinnati uh-huh. uh, in the in the last few years or whatever so he was 34 and 6 at cincinnati his uh he was 118 and 35 in his, uh at in division two at Grand Valley State. 
Uh, he won two national championships in the Division II ranks when he was there. So I thought that was very interesting of Brian Kelly. Um, just and he's also Notre Dame's. Um, he's the winning most is. winning, most winningest head coach in Notre Dame's history. So that's actually more of a shock to me. Um, just to be honest with you, that was actually more of a shock to me. Is that he was the winningest coach at Notre Dame, and I really, if we all know that Notre Dame has a good, rich uh, tradition when it comes to football, and I just never would been him just to be honest yeah it didn't seem like it did right um but you know he's also played um what has he been i think he was at notre dame for uh i want to say like 10 gosh i can't remember i think i want to say like maybe 10 years uh actually yeah so he is there from he's been there since 2010 and uh wow. so yeah, it's a long time. Dang, I didn't even know he'd been. Jeez. 2010. Um, and he's actually played. So he played in the BCS National Championship game in his third year, 2012. <laughs> what's, what's crazy is those wins are vacated, too. Um, if you guys didn't know, Notre Dame, they went through some, like, uh, oh, like, yeah, like school stuff, like some grades and all that stuff they had went through. So they had to vacate two years, 2012 and 2013. So. Um, yeah, that was interesting, but uh, that was when they had like Manti Teo and all them, and they went and played Alabama and wasn't oh, like, yeah, they got ooh, yeah. they got beat to sleep, yes, yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> I think they got catfished, they <laughs> know, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and then he also played, he's played, uh, you know, most previously, he played in college football playoffs, what last year, I think, was. I was about to say, if it wasn't yeah, last year, it was, year before, like, it was, yeah, last two years, matter of fact, wasn't it? Yeah, played Alabama, um, and then he also, not not the last two years, so he oh, played, okay. in 2021, he played uh, Alabama 31-14, they was, it came in at number four, and then in um, 2019, mm-hmm. um, they played Clemson, they came in at number three, they got beat sleeps with three to 30. Uh, <laughs> Jesus yeah, Christ was that was the uh, final score for that game? So yeah, um, Brian Kelly, he's an interesting guy for me uh, for LSU because I'll tell you, it, it's a risky hire. Just like I said, because uh, he doesn't look like he, he would fit with LSU, but if mm-hmm. he if he does find a way into for me into that, um, and he can get those roots into uh, Louisiana and um uh really you know submit himself yeah um, i think lsu they're looking for sustainability at a championship level because like i said we saw les miles win a championship we saw coach mm-hmm. Poole win a championship um and they go <laughs> yeah and like i said i think that if they can find someone who can build that and sustain that yeah uh, to his credit at notre dame Notre Dame isn't getting the same type of athletes as everybody else around the country that are perennial schools because they're uh, they're academic. Crazy, yep. yeah. Whole different <laughs> ball game. Whole different ball game. Yeah, you're not gonna be no dummy uh, playing on that field up there, at Notre Dame. <laughs> exactly. Um, also, you're not really in a conference as well. So right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, some guys, they want to play in certain conferences. Like some guys want to play in the SEC. Some dudes want to play in the uh, ACC. It just depends on where you live and all that or, you know, who you like. So they're not in right. the conference is something that you could say. This may be a negative for some of the recruits or whatever. But, yeah, everybody's not getting into Notre Dame as well. Uh, so to his credit, uh, he did keep them competitive. Um, I don't know if it's competitive enough for LSU, right? And that's my about that. I guess I have the little drawback for him is like higher. Yeah, it's it's but also LSU for LSU. This wasn't their first first pick either. It wasn't their first choice. I I mean to say. so I, I like to see how this is going to play out and will. And I will tell you this, too. Uh-huh. I don't know if this was Brian. I, well, not I, rumors are that this wasn't Brian Kelly's first choice either. I heard. Yeah, I heard the it. University of Florida. For, Florida. <laughs> I heard the same myself. So this so, will be interesting, too, at the later date when we get yep. uh, to that point of where we know who's who. Who made the right hire, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's definitely gonna and it's definitely gonna show. So now that that's gonna make the LSU and Florida game just even even better. Cause watch now you got uh, Billy Napier, who I think uh, LSU may have wanted, but I didn't even. But what I didn't know is that LSU and uh, the University of Louisiana don't like each other. So I didn't even know that just because of the name factor. <laughs> so I didn't even know that. So this is going to be good, um, especially with oh, Kelly in Florida first. And he's at LSU. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a good headliner when this game come up. <laughs> Man, this boy Da Vinci. <laughs> <laughs> he always every week. Oh, you know he is always in charge of showing them around. Yeah, and Coach O, I think you know his issues wasn't fully just coaching. There was some other oh, stuff going on. Said <laughs> that he they were like all in the in practice and stuff. Like <laughs> Coach O was living his best life. <laughs> my boy was living his best life out there. But I ain't gonna um, lie. I mean, I'm gonna go ahead. Oh, no, no, I was just saying, I wouldn't mind having co- Coach O. I wouldn't mind having Coach uh, Coach o on my on my yeah. staff, not as oh, the yeah. coach, but as as a, oh, I mean, a defense coordinator. Put him on the staff somewhere, right? Brian so Kelly. Brian Kelly, Brian Course says Brian Kelly was a good hire, but I'm glad we got a younger guy. Yeah, Brian Kelly has been a while for a while, man. That's what I say. Um, you know, it's it's I mean, he isn't I don't think he's super old, but he's not super young either. He's not Nick Saban old. Yeah, um, he's he got time. How old he is. Yeah, no, he, he he's he's, I, at I that, say, he's at that age where um he is 60 I, years old. So he's 10 okay, years so younger he, than Nick Saban. And I think Nick Saban's 70. At least Nick Nick look good for 70, I tell you that. God talk. Some um <laughs> I mean, for real. I mean, being seventy years old. But I mean, the job. I mean, shit. Yeah, it's his job. <laughs> but if he, 
but to be 70, 70 years old and in that job, man, he looks good to be 70. Well, Nick Saban, to me, I think he's one of them dudes who he uh, – so if you go back and look at some of his photos, like back in the day, uh-huh. uh, I think Nick Saban had gray hair at like Michigan State or something. Yeah, yeah. And with so, them, them big glasses on. Too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So I think Nick Saban got old early in his career. Yeah, he yeah, was, exactly. Just like like for instance, Samuel Jackson. He looked old when he was young. Dude, but he never it, aged. Like you get what I'm saying? Like right, he, he stayed he he looked old when he was young, but he never really got any older than that. Because <laughs> if you go look right. to go look coming to America. And when he, you remember, he was the uh, mm-hmm. dude that was trying to rob, yeah, rob the store. <laughs> Mr. McDowell. Like, he looked, yeah, yeah, McDowell's, right? Mm-hmm. He looked like, at, at that point, he looked like he was almost in his 40s, 50s. Uh, you want me to tell you who another one that looked like that, too? But y'all have to go back. Go look at, um, um, God, dog, now I can't think of his name. Come on. Um, Whitaker. <laughs> he another uh-uh. um, God. That blame it. Morgan Freeman. Oh, now you have to go back to the 70s and go look at the electric company. Y'all be like, he still looked the same. Like, (laughs) this dude was old. (laughs) He just grew up. I think he was born old. Uh, Clint Eastwood. He's another. Yeah. He looked Mm -hmm. like like he was old back in like the 80s and 90s. But (laughs) I mean, he's like old, old now. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) But yeah. so yeah, Brian Kelly, like I said, he's sixty, um, and I think that I think I'm gonna go to another comment here in the chat uh, that I wanted to find here. Let me see, one second. There we go. Yeah, so Q says it's the competition for Notre Dame that I'm not impressed. Yeah, that's what we had to talk about. Um, earlier, and I think that's probably what I was saying about you know, I didn't, excuse me, I didn't I don't think I didn't, I did not use the right words when me and you were talking it was competition and I, thank you that's exactly it well, that's, and oh, go ahead, go ahead, finish, my bad no, 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 and that's it and another go look at it just give time and he can make things so you have to be able to give him time and hopefully, hopefully he'll be able to withstand the competition down here then because the competition was a little easier up there. Than- well, and see, this is where I would disagree with you guys because you might be right about competition with Notre Dame and all that. But I mean, like I said, Notre Dame, they have uh, what? One loss this year, and it came to what the number four team in the college ball playoffs. Uh, so yeah, you're right, they might not play consistent competition, but they do play people. Um, so my my thing about just Notre Dame, if you just if you even let's just take the Notre Dame off the skit off the thing, well, what are you gonna tell me about what he did at Cincinnati? What are you gonna tell me about what he did at Grand Valley, even Central Michigan? He was 19 and 16 in Central Michigan, but he also went 15 and 9 in that conference. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I I think that yes, you can use the competition as an excuse, but he's won 
except maybe Central Michigan, you have an argument. Um, he didn't do so hot there. But every other place, he's won where he's went. Uh, he in Cincinnati, he went ten and three his second year, eleven and three his third year, twelve and zero in his fourth year. Notre Dame, he went to a championship in his third year, and then we just talked about in twenty nineteen. We all just talked about what the standards are um, at Notre Dame. I think someone put it here in the chat. Their academic acceptance rate is nineteen percent from the bench. So, so they- just to give you that. When you're dealing with trying to get the best of the best kids, you're already at a disadvantage. So, yes, I agree True. with you. They don't play anybody, but you have to put it into context, too. They don't get anybody that um, who ain't making A's and B's, pretty much. <laughs> right. But they, but you get – it's not like they're sitting here just recruiting a whole bunch of three-stars either. It's not – they're sitting here getting high-value players as well. Yeah. So – I guess. But not, I'll, I'll tell you this. There, there's a difference, though. They're not getting high-value players where you're going to win championships every year. That's true. the difference. So when you – because like, like I'm saying, when you go look at Notre Dame and their roster and you go compare it to Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, mm. you can, we can just keep going. Right. It's not the same caliber of player. It's just not. True. Now, we, we – and that's the thing. That's the beauty of football, this football game. Because we're sitting here talking about, like, you know, he needs to recruit and get these these players, right? Well, I, it still comes down, I'm with you on that, but I still had it I'm with DaVinci. It's still with the competition because, yeah. But I'm granted, saying, so, what, what were the, yeah. so if that's the case, mm-hmm. what, what happened when he was at those other schools? It was it the competition? I well? mean, yeah. I mean, coach, let's look at it. Cincinnati so is, is conference you. When Conference you with USA. Okay. So hold on. His division two. When so so listen. When he was in division two, uh-huh. you're 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 all typically. I mean, what what are we saying? Like he's playing other division two teams, right? Okay. This is one at caliber of playing competition. You say, hey, okay, it's no independent slash ACC. How many great teams, how many good teams are in the ACC? Well, it depends on what year you're talking about. Okay. From 2000, we'll just go from 2019 up until now. How many good teams are in the ACC? Well, you would just say, when you're saying good teams, are we talking about great teams or just good teams? You know something that you come to. Like, I'm not going to sit here. Like, Florida State gave Notre Dame a run this year. But what I'm saying, like, okay, in the ACC from 2019 up until – how are you going to call ACC? Who, who – how would you call them? These are teams yeah. that – oh, my bad. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. If from 2019 up until mm-hmm. now – yeah. How many teams, what teams can you call out that you would sit here and say, oh, they were off the chain? Well, and I would give you, I would give him credit. In 2020, he was in the ACC and he went, what, <laughs> he went undefeated over there. And that's totally fine. But what I'm saying is, okay, you got Clemson, 
maybe North Carolina in the ACC. When you got just sitting here saying you got 12 teams mm-hmm. and you only got three teams that's worth, that's really giving you competition, that's where I'm getting that competitive edge. Like USC wasn't even the same USC. Notre Dame and USC, that's a rivalry game. But so, USC is not what it used to be. Um, well, this is where it gets murky, though, because mm-hmm. that, that's why I say, okay, so you're saying you're telling me that Brian Kelly didn't play anybody. That you, that's what that's one of the things that you're looking at, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that, who did Billy mm-hmm. Napier play? Exactly. So I mean, I'm not trying to sit here and say I've already told you. I ain't think that Billy. On paper, these are paper hires. These are great paper hires. Now I'm going from another aspect. So the same what I'm saying about uh uh, uh Kelly. Guess who, guess who falls right up under that? Napier. He's, he's, he's in the same boat. Both of them, first-year head coach, you coming into the SEC, both of y'all sitting in the same boat. I don't care if well, one I, came from Notre Dame or because y'all both are first-year head coach. And it's – okay, go ahead. No, I'm just saying I think there's a, there's a difference here because one has had time to make all the mistakes that he wants. Mm-hmm. One hasn't. True. And that's that's to me. And I'm not saying that, like I said, listen, I'm not arguing for Brian Kelly. I'm not arguing for Napier. I'm not arguing for nobody. I'm just lay, I'm laying stuff out on the table that when you hire these head coaches, that you got to look at. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. These are these are very tit for tat jobs. When you look at these, that any little thing is something that you have to take in account. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And and that's the same thing when you look at when we talk about our previous coach, Dan Mullen. Right. Right. There there were signs there for, for the University of Florida. When they <laughs> hired him, they knew who he was. It just, right. It just is yep. what it is. And I'm just saying, when you look, when you go look at Brian Kelly, one thing that you do know that he is a winner. It don't matter what situation you put him in, because like I said, I, you don't got to believe me. Just go Google the shit yourself. <laughs> it's right. right there for you. You but, can go look at these stats. I will tell nah. you with uh, with Napier, what I do like is his only opportunity. He was a winner. And that's where you have yeah. to kind of look at these things in the context. You do have to take, like I said, with uh, Brian Kelly, he's had a lot of opportunities to make mistakes. Uh-huh. So if he can go into a school where they're going to give him everything that he needs and wants, it's probably the best situation for him. Yeah. Um, but I do. Now, the only other drawback I do have is. And again. So, Jonathan, how uh, you doing, brother? Oh, what's good with you, man? What are you doing, bro? My well, in Pierre's going to follow this. Kelly still ain't even won the big one. I mean, he did it in D two, but he's gotten there. But you keep getting curb stomped every time you get there. So maybe, like you said, with the caliber of players at LSU, will he finally be able to take that next step? Yeah, I guess that'll be more or less the question. Because you still ain't got that elusive championship in that D1 yet. 
Yeah, but I'll tell you this. When you look at his record, he's done what he needed to do. So, like, for example, if this was 20 – if 2009 happened in 2021, he went undefeated at Cincinnati. He would have been in the championship. That's what I'm saying. He – he uh, one thing that he is, mm-hmm. and I'm not standing for him. I'm just letting you guys know on paper because that's all we got to look at right now. When I look at Billy Napier, everything that I like about him is on paper. When yep. you look, when you look at um, uh, Napier, everything checks out. There's nothing that is really a negative side. Like I said, the only thing that I want want to see is just who he hires for the OC and DC, whatever. As you know, the on field stuff. But when you go back and look at uh, a guy like Brian, like I said, he's showing you that, like you, like you just said that. Ed, Notre Dame, he can't really uh, get over that hump, right? Mm-hmm. But who's to say when he does? And this is a big if because that's my downside to this is if he can get into that culture and be a part of that LSU, you know, uh, uh, down there in uh, Baton Rouge and stuff. If he can get mm-hmm. into that, then I think that they have um, success because we've seen two. For me, I don't like the name call, but I've seen two dopes win national championships at LSU. Yep. If you're telling me that Brian Kelly can't do what those two did, I, right. I, I'm sorry. I disagree with you. But that's why it's my opinion. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's the and that's the beauty of, of this offseason and everything. Well, offseason for us. But <laughs> that's the beauty of because, like you said, now it's – where they say off season is just a bunch of lies. Lies get told, but then when the season starts, that's when the truth gonna come out. So, all we like you said, this is all opinions and and everything right now. But it all show out uh, come September of next year. Let's see. Jonathan says after doing research, I'm taking Napier over Riley and Kelly. No joking. Napier is a proven recruiter, proven winner. Only LM. But won uh, all four conferences titles, proven CEO style head coach. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, he sounds good. It yeah. it all it all sound it sounds great. Good that's, on paper. That's what you that's what you want when you when you have when you hire a head coach. That's where Florida made a mistake for me with Dan Mullen uh-huh. because if he didn't ask for these things or if. Uh, I don't know what the situation was. If he wasn't a great recruiter, you saw what he did at Mississippi State. You had an AD who worked with him. You, you should have known these things. You should have known what the weaknesses were. And so mm-hmm. now you're getting a guy in uh, uh, Billy Napier who everything, when you look at it, is is grade A. It's It looks good. Uh, yep. I kind of equate him to like, – like I keep telling people, and that's kind of the theme of the show, everything sounds good. When you when just for example, I put it as like he's a five star, uh, and you go to Alabama, right? Because <laughs> yeah, you think he's gonna start? <laughs> you're gonna you're the best where you are. You're you're the best at that time. But when you go play with other guys who are the best, or you go coach uh. against guys who are the best, sometimes it sometimes it hit different, man. Sometimes uh-huh. people can't take that pressure of not being the best. That's why you see guys who are five stars or who are perennial coaches and they go to these schools and they phase out 
because things don't work like you think they work. You think you're the best coach. You think you're the best offensive guy on the on the street. You think you're the best CEO on the street. But there's yeah. guys who are all there's always somebody better than you. Mm-hmm. And how you take that and build upon that, it weaves out the the weakness from the greatest. So, yep. like we said with Billy Napier, he's coming in, man. Some of these guys, and I, I just talked about Brian Kelly. I haven't even gotten to the other two guys on that screen. Right. Yeah, I mean, and, <laughs> I'm and talking about just guys them who them post a game right. in the SEC. <laughs> and and, and you, like you said, we still ain't even talked about Nick Saban or Kirby Smart. But guess what? You still got Lane Kiffin. You got uh, uh, Jimbo Fisher. You got Mark Stoops. You still you got Josh Hype. Man, you you he got so much competition. So. It all seems good. Like I said, per paper, great hire. I'm going to tell you if this was a good hire next year. Because once the, once the season starts, I got to see what he, what he hires. What he, so I'm not going to put a grade on the Napier or the Kelly hire. Because I can't grade something on paper at this point. I have to see product on, on the field. So... We just we just gonna have to see. Yeah, and my thing too with this, um, I'm a, I'm gonna move on from the Brian Kelly thing because, like I said, I'm just going, I'm just reading off, I'm reading off what he has done. Done right. Uh-huh. <laughs> so when you go, when you look at what he has done versus uh, what other coaches have done, Brian Kelly, he's like I said. His record speaks for us. You guys can go look it up. So uh-huh. I'm going to argue that. So next, and these are teams that Florida is going to have to go through. All of our, when you talk to all, every fan, Florida fan, their cha- their uh, aspirations are national championship, and that's what it is. Every Florida fan, right? Correct. Um, so now we're going to move be. on to Kirby Smart. And with Kirby Smart, since he's been at Georgia, he's 64 and 14. He's forty and forty, or he's forty and nine in the SEC. Uh, uh, he has a college football uh, playoff finals, uh, and he played for one of those games. Obviously, didn't beat Nick Saban, uh, but a lot of people haven't. Uh, and he's also he's won the East all times, but two times in the six years he's been there. So he's played four times uh, as the East champion, and only didn't play two. And the reason why I'm reading this stuff off is because this is what Billy Napier, the mountain that he's going to have to climb. Even if Billy Napier is the best thing that you guys are all telling me that he is, uh, I see some words and there are people saying Saban like Kirby, like all that stuff. When Even if he is that, he still has to go through those guys to beat them. Uh-huh. To beat a man, got you to got beat to the man. beat the man. And so um, what do you think about – you need thoughts on the Kirby thing, or I mean, it's basically like same thing you said. I mean, because he's gonna have to, and he just got a tough hill. It's not gonna be easy. I mean, he recruited number one at University of Louisiana, but that's a totally different conference. Like I said, you step big dogs. It's not like going up against maybe or two P. You going up with everybody that's in the SEC, and then not only are you dealing with people from the SEC, you're going to be dealing with 
people like Mario Cristobal, <laughs> Oregon. You're going to be dealing with Ohio State. You're going to be dealing with Clemson. You're going to be dealing with Texas. It's Michigan. You're already behind in your own state. Exactly. It doesn't so, mean he can't change this. But right. Yeah. It, currently, at this moment, as you said, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and Georgia get the best players out of Florida. They. I think he changed that. Mm-hmm. Florida fans have to give him time. Please do not, not sit. He can't win a championship or even win at least 10 games in his first first season. He can. But I think he might need to just try to win seven. <laughs> just because, I mean, I want him to win as many games as he possibly can. But see what happened to Dan Mullen? He came in, and we had too much of a high expectation. And when that, when it just all of a sudden just come down, we lose it. So – I want us as fans give him a chance. Like, don't expect too much out of it. Like you said, already behind in recruiting anyway. So you've seen what this team did anyway. So let's give him at least a year or two before we jump down his throat if he has a bad year this first year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's what another thing with this um, uh, with Kirby Smart. Depending on uh, what recruiting rankings that you do use, I mean, Kirby Smart, he, he's been only out of the top five in the country one time, uh, just in his six years of being at Georgia. So, <laughs> you know, like I said, even if he's uh, the best, one of the best recruiters, Kirby Smart, that we have seen just come out of, you know, just hit the University of Georgia running because even I think his first year, he was at like number, depending on what you use, I think he's around like number six to eight or something like that, right? Right. Uh-huh. So I'm saying, even if Billy Napier, I mean, if he's better than that, then we're um, we're amazing, right? Right, we're, right. I mean, you know, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I need to see it before I see that type of recruiting. Um, he's going to, you know, he, he, realistically, he's going to have to get Florida to one, two, and three. That's the only way that this all can fix itself and work itself out consistently. I'm saying consistently. Uh-huh. One, two, and three. That's the only yeah. way you can compete for what Florida fans want and what the University yep. of Florida says they want, and that's national championships, right? And, a, and one of the big keys is keep the talent. Are you talking? Oh, I think we lost juice for a second. Ah, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee, well, uh, I know. <laughs> oh, it like randomly goes in and out. Uh, like I said, sorry, guys, if you're joining us right now. Sorry for the technical issues. Uh, juice has some bad weather where he is. Um, and it's kind of affecting his internet connection, so yeah, yeah it's so all sorry. fixed. And, and that's why his camera is actually off right now because if it turns on, it's, it's definitely going. <laughs> oh, I think you're losing us again. God darn it, man! Well, I'm gonna just say this right quick. He need to lock up the state of Florida. <laughs> 
<laughs> I heard that. <laughs> Big sauce, internet. Right. <laughs> uh, so, real quick, um, we appreciate all you guys joining us. The chat is lit right now. Thank you so much, guys, for uh, coming in every week and hanging out with us. Uh, we appreciate you guys just as much as you guys appreciate our content. Hey, go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button if you haven't already subscribed to us. If you're on uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, uh, we're streaming on. It really helps us out a lot. Also, uh, you can follow us on all of our social media platforms. We're on, we're everywhere: TikTok, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Um, you can find us on Facebook as well. So, talking sauce. You can find us over there. Uh, that's T A L K N S A U C E D. Also, if you're looking for a good Christmas present, Christmas is right around the corner, Juice. You you do you uh, do Christmas early or do you start putting up trees early? What do you do, Juice? Okay, he does nothing, uh, but. <laughs> If you guys are looking for an early Christmas gift, uh, you can visit us at TalkinSauce.com. Uh, that's T-A-L-K-N-S-A-U-C-E-D.com. We have our merch. You guys can find our Big Sauce lineup. That's what I have on right here. It's hoodie season where I live. Uh, so depending where you are in the country, it's kind of cold out here. Uh, we also have uh, tank tops, T-shirts, uh, cups. So you can hit us up there. We also have our championships collection. Uh, you guys can find that. If you're a Florida fan, you definitely know what that will mean. Uh, so we definitely appreciate all you guys for supporting this juice. You back now? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I had asked you a question right as your thing, I guess, went out. <laughs> I said, Juice, can you hear me? I said, apparently he can't. <laughs> Oh, oh man. man. But yeah, I was yeah. saying, do you guys do Christmas early? Like, do you decorate? Uh, or man. Do do? Yeah, she actually put up a tree. Um, she actually just put up a tree today. Um, but she put up a little small one. Normally we would do a bigger tree. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that didn't sound right, bigger tree. It sounded like <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, oh god man. but no we normally use a big er tree <laughs> but uh ass man the little ornament so they'll and just knock them off. so we just like no nah, we just doing it small juice is sitting at the back of the short bus on the bumpy road <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> yeah man that boy Juice, man, can't get right. Boy, boy, been sick. He getting old. Anything that messed up. I know. <laughs> oh, man. I just messed up. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah. I was, uh, so, we, my wife, man, Juice. Yeah. My wife is a seasonal decorator is what I call her. Oh. I'm talking about Juice. When it's Valentine's Day. I got hearts in the house and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But I love it, man. I love it because I'll come home from work some random day. Yeah. I come in. I'm like, I'm like, why the hell it smell like pumpkin and marshmallow? Yeah, I do. 
she got it all fall and festive in there. So, man, she does a great job. We we had our tree up probably, I don't know, maybe three weeks already. Oh, dang. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, she she definitely, she she got it rocking in here. We got, like, like she has our, so I'm going to tell you this. Um, she probably, she probably thinks I'm trying to talk about it, but I'm not. I love it. It's awesome. <laughs> but uh, she has these lights, like, around the house. Mm-hmm. And they're on timers. They're like little Christmas lights, like tiny Christmas lights. Like yeah, yeah. In front of my TV, and they like flash at a certain time of the day. So <laughs> I'm like, man, boy, God, <laughs> it, it's decked out in here. Uh, oh, that's all I right. Love I love it. So, oh, so you, like you said, dang, so she started Christmas three weeks early. Oh, she yeah. can she, put the de- decorations up. Yeah, as soon as Thanksgiving, so like, for Thanksgiving, we have like a whole theme for thanks. We have a whole theme for Thanksgiving. Or sorry, um, so we have a whole theme for uh, October. Mm-hmm. We got like pumpkins and stuff theme. Like I'm talking about dish towels, like <laughs> like dish towels yeah. and like theme and stuff everywhere. And then once November hits, we have a November theme for Thanksgiving and all that stuff. Right. And then after Christmas, we have the Christmas theme. And then I think the next thing she'll probably do is normally. Uh, She'll normally do like, th- uh, sorry, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Yeah, going around. <laughs> we'll be killing it. I told her we need to open up a little decorating business. Yeah. Like, money, honey. <laughs> money. Yeah, honey. I, I, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. But yeah. Um, All right. Anywho, we'll get back to it since Juice is back here. Um, and we, I think we we're just kind of going over Kirby Smart a little bit there and what he's doing at Georgia. Uh, I mean, we all know that mountain, what that mountain is to climb. Dan Mullen only beat him one time in his four years at Florida. Right. So, uh, and it looks like they're just getting better. Um, they're in the SEC championship game undefeated currently at the moment. Uh, about to go get ready for a national championship, really based on it. I mean, whether they win or lose, honestly, um, I think it just depends on if they do lose. For me, if they get blown Still out, be in the playoffs. Um, they would be, I, th- I think. But if they get blown out, that might be another issue because um, it's kind of iffy. But I think yeah. they still would possibly make it because uh, the defense is just nasty. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I think the defense alone will keep them in any game. Like, so honestly, oh, I don't. That's all that's keeping them in the game, <laughs> right? Because I'll be honest with you. It's not because I'm a Florida Georgia hater, but that offense is still hasn't really shown me anything. I mean, I'm not that high on Georgia offense. I'm so on their defense, but I that high on their offense. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's to me um, if you have the team to match their athletes, mm-hmm. I think you have more. You have a way better success of stopping what they do on offense. That's where Georgia gets you. Is first of all, like you said, their defense is going to get you no matter what. If they call mm-hmm. a turnover, they're going to give the offense a short field, right? Short field. But yep. if you don't have the athletes to match their athletes on that line because they run the ball a lot, and if they can just put that pressure on you where you they make they start to get you guessing. Stetson Bennett, he's a more athletic quarterback than JT Daniels. If they start to get you guessing and you don't know what they're about to do, then yes, they can definitely beat you. But mm-hmm. the difference is, is I think so far this season, 
the best team that they have played was their very first game uh, at the beginning of the year. Yes. And they haven't really had any adversity after that. And nah. the other team that they're playing has had some adversity. Uh, but we'll see Saturday. Um, we'll talk about that game in a little bit, too, as well. Uh, let's get to the last guy on this list, Mr. Nick Saban, the GOAT of college football. 267 and 66, his overall record at Alabama. He's 100, 176 and 24 in the SEC. He has only not been in the SEC West. Uh, have, he has only not won the SEC West in his 15 years at Alabama. Four times. Four times. And he has six national championships and playing for a seventh. This weekend, <laughs> I say is this the year that he it, will this be the year he finally breaks? Uh, what is it? Uh, Bear Bryant? Let's see. This, I mean, Nick Saban, like you said, man, Nick Saban is Nick Saban, man. He's the GOAT. There's no no other way, no ifs, ands, or buts. There's no getting around it. He's the man. <laughs> Yep. That's the guy you need to um that's the guy you need to like I said, I'm basing this off the reason why I have these names in this list is because I'm basing it off what my expectations are and what Florida fans' expectations are. Uh-huh. And it's a championship. In order to win a championship, Florida, on your schedule every year you play LSU. On your schedule every year you play Georgia. Uh-huh. And those are two games that are very important um, for the University of Florida. Granted, if you lose the LSU, you still have opportunity. But there are times when you lose the LSU and you lose the Georgia, you're not going to have an opportunity. Right. And then (laughs) this year is definitely is even um, special because we got Texas A&M on the schedule as well. So he has to go up against Jimbo. So this is this year is gonna be like you said, it's a hill. And that's not even you know, these are just names that Florida plays that they're right. gonna have to play. I'm not even talking about the years like you just said. You go play Jimbo, you go play Lane, <laughs> you go play Mike Leach, you go play uh-huh. you have to play Mark Stutes every year. And then Josh Heupel, he's you know, at Tennessee, you know, uh-huh. they look like they're I don't know what their trajectory is, but at the moment it looks like it's on a slight curve up, right? with the yep. offense that he runs over there. Uh-huh. Um, so you, you're going to have to play. And then, I mean, you just – I know, you know, the coach is no longer here, but you did lose to Shane Beamer. Yeah. Um, you did <laughs> lose to Eli Drinkwitz. So, I mean, these are teams that you're going to have to apparently worry about. Um, and I know that Billy Napier, uh, from what it sounds like on paper and his caliber of type of coach he is, those are teams that he shouldn't lose to, right? Right. Um, so – but those, you know, that, that that top echelon, when you go through and just name name alone, when you go through and look at this, is Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher, Kirby Smart, Lane Kiffin, Mike Leach, Mark Stoops, <laughs> Sam Pittman, <laughs> Sam Pittman. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, Sam. There, there are big names in the SEC of guys mm-hmm. who are well known and have a brand already. So. Right. When you come into the SEC as a first-time head coach, 
you know, and like you like you guys are all saying, on paper everything checks out, and he should be that guy who can work his name up that list, right? Right. Um, uh huh. And that's what I'm. Oh, and then I didn't even say Brian Kelly now. So right, um, <laughs> you're right, exactly. Uh, and then we're not even counting. You know, in a few years, depending on what's going on with Texas and OU, we don't even know who OU's. Oh be yeah, there. that could be another uh, guy that you throw in there where you're just gonna have to recruit against these guys, right? Yeah. Now, like you said, I didn't even think about that. Texas, that's a whole bigger market just within itself. So, like you said, Own country. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to – but, again, all we can do is just – it's a wait-and-see attitude because he doesn't even have a, a staff hired yet. So, Well, he's again, not even at Florida yet. So, Right, right, because he still got a game to coach. So, yeah. <laughs> we, you know, like I said, we're just talking paper hires at this point. We're just talking papers. Um, but we'll, we'll definitely dive more into, more into him as he – hires staff and yeah. we'll see how it definitely is gonna play out. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. And um so yeah, I can't wait, you know, I think his press conference should be very soon. Can't wait to hear that. Um, you know, press conferences, you know, a lot of coach speak that they do. Um so not really anything you're gonna really learn too much from it. But you know, with Florida I, I think as a when you're the coach of Florida, you have to be liked. You have to have that personality that the fans like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think that's something that at the University of Florida, at Florida, I feel like you have to be kind of a perfect guy in order to keep this sustained, right? Yeah. Um, you, you, the fans need to like you. You need to say the right things. You can't be too arrogant. You can't be too soft. Uh, you have right. to run the right type of offense. You have to recruit the right type of way, the right type of way. And that's, I mean, recruiting, that's all. To me, that's at any SEC school. If you don't recruit, you're going to lose. Uh, it just is what it is. Now, um, go ahead. Oh, if he say, I'm sorry, but if he say, says anything of this nature in a press conference, if he say, I'm a thumb wrestle to sh- the crap out of anybody because I'm that competitive. I will thumb wrestle you. Or if he sit here and say something about his dog or a bitter dragon could sit here and play on the field, I'm out. I'm just let y'all know now. I'm I'm done. Because the last two coaches said this crap. And where are they at now? Well, he is a saying guy. He has a lot of sayings that he says. But see, yeah. the thing is, all them sayings, you better win. Or right, hands are going to get turned against you. <laughs> exactly. That's why I said I'd rather for you not to say nothing. I don't even say this. Don't sit here and say I thumb wrestle. Uh, uh-uh. don't even give me that. Just I'm out here to recruit. I'm coming in. We're gonna just go hard. Just say that because, <laughs> like you said, mess up. You know what they got. <laughs> we gonna use it. You're yep, against. Yep. Yeah, and he, you know, the, I think his main thing, there's a lot of talented guys on the Florida roster. Uh-huh. Uh, I think his main thing is he's going to have to get the depth because the issue with Florida isn't the athletes. Um, the issue is what happens when those guys go down. Uh-huh. You can't have a situation when Kyrie Campbell goes down, um, who who is a guy who is really good for Florida, but he's not a guy who should be changing your program to where 
it changes everything on your defense, right? Correct. Yep. And so the uh-huh. thing for me with Florida is you need to build the depth. So when a guy goes down or, uh, you know, you're going to lose probably some other guys coming up here shortly because uh, they're, they're the coach who recruited them are out. We've already seen a few guys leave. Uh, like um, who are the guys? Bogle. Yeah, we uh, got Bo- Gerald Mincy and Mincy, Dante Lanes. Xander. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So those are three guys who have already uh, left the class. And I think that's what a few of the people in the um, the, the comments are talking about right now. Uh, let me see here. I th- yeah. I'm hoping he that we says, get both back, man. Depth is key. Definitely. Yeah. That's what, that's what in the SEC, that's what takes you to the next level. Right. When you get – and, and and that's the one thing with the previous coach, it just wasn't there. When you when when an offensive lineman goes out, when a defensive lineman goes out, when a cornerback goes out, the depth it, you 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 you're at the University of Florida. It should be plug and play. You're gonna struggle. You might the guy might struggle for a few plays, but you right. see that you should you should have the type of athletes where the guy is gonna it's gonna kick in. and You can see the potential. Right, it's a plug, man. <laughs> yeah, man. And uh, <laughs> we shall see. Uh, you got any other thoughts or questions about the competition? Uh, like I said, the whole the whole theme of the show is stiff competition. We've been in the pair. We kind of just, I just kind of laid out the case, me and Juice, of just you what know. Q- what, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, just what Q said. That's our last thing I'm gonna say. Y'all are y'all are absolutely correct. Death is the key. We're gonna have to build a death because we ain't had death has been an uh, issue since Muschamp. So you think about how long that's been. So how far are we behind? Yep. And Vinci says, "Don't we currently have the number seven ranked roster talent?" And what? Well, just in rankings and overall, and yes, on paper, and that's what we're that's what we're saying here, Da Vinci. On paper, there's a difference between, um, j- just like for example, I'll give you an example, right? When Will Muschamp was here, Will Muschamp he landed, I think, what the number one, number two class in the country when he was here. But guess what? Go look at that roster. It was mostly defensive Defense. guys. Uh-huh. And even when that- he was here his whole time, he got a lot of good defensive guys. It was really no offensive guys that uh, – he he did get some guys, but it wasn't anything that – that's why he struggled at the University of Florida. And so that's why I say sometimes the number on the paper, it, sound, it looks good and sounds good, but that doesn't equate – uh, to to the depth that you have to build in the SEC. Remember, in the SEC, if you're number seven uh, in the country, guess what? That probably means that there's like four or five SEC teams that are in front of you. Think about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and if you're in the best conference in the country, Eight number seven is not going to cut it. Nope. <laughs> it just ain't. So, yes. We have talent. That's not what I'm arguing. I just think that you need the depth Death. to build upon that talent. Because when a guy goes out, yeah, it just doesn't look the same 
when a guy goes out at Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Just imagine if we had, y'all really think that if we had better offensive linemen, would y'all think we would have been dealing with Gene DeLance for three years, two, three years? Nope. Well, I mean, we would have dealt with him, but he would not have been a starter. You know what I'm saying? That, but that's showing the depth issue, what we've been, like you was talking about on that offense. And so it's just been just a long history. So, again, that's what Billy just need to come in and do is say, hey, I need to recruit hard and I got to get this depth up. And if he starts off at least with those two and try to lock down with three things, depth, recruiting and try to lock down the state of Florida, I think he will be in a good, good spot, good trajectory. Well, at least a good start. Yeah, um, and I honestly don't know because, like I said, when you look at like I was we was talking about earlier, Juice, uh, mm-hmm. not on the podcast, but just like having our conversations. Yeah, you know, he has a huge kill to climb, not just with the competition he's about to face, but also just with his name too, uh-huh. versus the other names that are in the SEC. Right. I know he, he like you like everybody saying he um you know he's a great recruiter what he did for University of Louisiana who he hires just that CEO mentality but all that stuff those are we have three to four guys already in the SEC who do that well right yep <laughs> so even if he is all those things you still would have to put him behind those three to four guys God. At, at minimum, right? So that's what I need to see the the next step of what we can do to get over that hump uh, of those. Because because if you're if you're number five in the SEC, that's what Dan Mullen did. Dan Mullen had a number five fifth ranked recruiting class for most of the years in the, in the SEC. Uh huh. And that's why we're looking like we're looking. Exactly. You cannot compete with the high higher ranked teams every single year, year in, year out, with with those type of teams. Yeah, you can't be mediocre and think you're gonna win win championships. Yep. Recruit mediocre and just think you're gonna. It's not gonna happen. But I ain't gonna say it's gonna happen. It can. The rarity that happening is very. Well, and two, what happens is. Every so often, this is what happens with those type of guys. Every so often, you get senior guys. You get tenured guys. So that's why you see some people, some teams who aren't good consistently, but every, like, two to three years they're good is because they get a lot of seniors on their team. Mm-hmm. And the yep. other teams are just like, – like, for instance, it's just like college basketball. That's why when you see these guys go for one year and then the next year the team aren't that good is because – other teams have guys who are like older guys. They're men at that point, and you're got boys on your team because every year you're cycling through five star uh-huh. to five star. They go into the NBA, so it's tougher for you to bring those young men along versus playing grown men who have been through the system and have gotten better year after year after year. Right? Mm, yep. So. Um, what I would like to see for Florida to do is get out of that cycle of, because I think that's what kind of happened uh, in 2020, the pandemic year, is you had 
Tony and Pitts. Because remember, those guys were tenure guys. They had been in Florida for a while. Right, right. Kyle, mm-hmm. Kyle Trask had been in Florida for a while. And yep, then yep. What he, happens mm-hmm. is you come in with a new team with younger talent. Uh, for a guy who his first year had just started, Anthony Richardson, his only second year on campus. Uh, you know, some of these other guys at wide receiver, second year playing, it just don't look the same. Same, and yep. It doesn't look the same because it all starts up front in the SEC, that offensive line. If you don't have those guys there, you can get away. You can get away with a lot of things if you have a good offensive line. <laughs> exactly, a lot of things. But you cannot get away with anything if you have a bad offensive line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me, it'll show. <laughs> it will show. <laughs> yep. So if you if you don't got nothing than that, we'll move on uh, to the next topic, and we'll yes, just talk sir. about this briefly. The uh, SEC championship game. Oh, it's tough. Florida's not in it. Huh. Uh, but Alabama yeah. and the University of Georgia, Georgia ranked being ranked number one, Alabama being ranked number three. Georgia's right now is 12 and 0, 8 and 0 in the conference. Alabama's 11 and 1, 71 in the conference. Dude. Uh, real quick, are you okay. going to watch this game, Juice? Yes, I am. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to watch this. Be a battle. Yeah. Uh, and I think this is – here's the thing. Like, Alabama is not the Alabama what we're used to of maybe two, three years ago. I mean, just the Alabama team. Like, don't get it twisted. Alabama is a still a good team because you got a whole bunch of five stars. But they're not what they were last year as far as offensively-wise go. But even defensively, no. Defensively, they still look sus. But – like I said, Georgia offense is not really gave me much to to be hype about. So I think it's gonna be a, a defensive game. And like you were saying, Alabama got a whole bunch of five stars. So it's gonna be talent versus talent. Um against this Georgia and it's this is where it's going to be talent and coaching all in one. You got to have a better coaching and you got to have a better talent. So this is uh, this is going to be a real good game. Um, I think it's going to be a low scoring game. Um, I actually whoever wins, I got to win and only by three points. Okay. So and, close game. Yeah. And, <laughs> he says. You play it better. You play them, them and the rest. <laughs> Man, we all know that, bro. Cute. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah, they they get away. They get away with stuff. You know. Yeah. But anywho, um, no, that's I like what you said, Juice. I mean, I honestly think this will be a close game, just because for Alabama. Uh, they're still working through some things that they normally don't struggle with. Uh-huh. And those are, for me, defense. Um, they've been up and down. Uh, right. Offensive line, they've been up and down. Uh-huh. Uh, but this is what it looks like when you have a young team and you have depth. This is go. what it looks like. You still have championship 
aspirations. You can still make it. Think about what lost. these guys have lost. Uh-huh. They lost. Um, was Steve Darcy Steve yep. Sarkeesian their offensive coordinator last year? Yep, lost okay. him. So they lost him. They lost Mac Jones. Uh-huh. They lost Najee Harris. Running back. They lost Devontae Smith. Uh-huh. They lost Jalen Waddle. And I think they lost three offensive linemen to the draft. I remember. Three offensive linemen to the draft. <laughs> that's your no. whole offense, dude. And that's not even counting the defensive guys that they uh, Patrick Tatane. Like, this is what it looks like when you have the depth yeah, and you have talented guys. Go look at their last game. That went in the Auburn game. They had a few guys who were freshmen. Um, they had, uh, I think his name uh, was it Jacoby Brooks. I think his name is the wide receiver. Florida wanted him. Dude has caught two catches all year. That's the guy who made the winning, pretty much to take it to overtime, winning touchdown uh, 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 against Auburn. Mm-hmm. That's how you insert people. Yeah. That's what. That's the depth you need. A guy who's only caught two passes as a freshman. He's a freshman right now. And he did it on the big stage on one of the biggest stage. That's that's their that's their season on the line right there. Right. (laughs) And I I swear that game is always yo. And wasn't that in Jordan Hare? Yep, I'm telling you, if y'all ever want to watch a great game, Darren Bowl is always it's it's good, but it's great when it's Whenever they play at Jordan Hare, that game is always great because it's going to come down to the wire. Yeah, what are you guys' opinions? If you guys have any opinions on the Georgia-Alabama uh, game, Hugh says Georgia will beat Alabama. You can't. And here's the thing. If anybody told me – if anybody say Alabama's going to win or if, if anybody tell me Georgia's going to win, I can't really argue with anybody. Because I could see both teams having a shot. Um, if I, me, me personally, I think Alabama is going to pull it out. And again, only by three. And the only reason why I say Alabama, like you said, to beat a man, you got to beat the man. He got to beat Nick Saban. Now, and honestly, I, without a question, Georgia defense is Alabama. I am not, you know, that. But Nick Saban has been through these adversities. And he knows. I mean, come on. Let me ask you this. How many of y'all would have taken out a starting quarterback that only lost what? one or two games at that time, and said, you know what? Nope, you're not going to start this second half. I'm putting two in. How many people you do that type? So I – that's not why I'm going because next save. So I'm giving – I'm going with Alabama by three just because of Nick Saban. Yeah, and I think when you look at it for me um... – I think my difference in this game, Juice, uh-huh. is Bryce Young for me. See, yep, okay. Um, and when I say Bryce Young, like I said, Georgia, their defense, I think 
that they're going to be able to cause havoc for Bryce Young, right? Correct. But Bryce Young has, I mean, this was his first year starting, right? Triple C. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Cool <laughs> man. Yep. And you can see just that last drive. You know, he had struggled in that Auburn game, but that last drive, you could just see it. They're just like, huh, okay. Put <laughs> right. Put, put the team on my back. <laughs> I got you. I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss. Well, and he technically didn't miss the. I think him and the wide receiver on the wrong page because they probably would have scored on that one play if you saw. Oh, before. Yes, before the actual catch. If okay. the wide receiver uh-huh. would have kept running, probably would have been a touchdown. I think they were yeah. just on the. I don't know whose fault it was, but they were on the different page. But they went back to the same play, and um, I don't know if it. Was, I think it was a different wide receiver, but same play, and they caught it. But what I like about him too. Bryce Young right now, 68.9% completion percentage, 40 touchdowns and four interceptions. What? 40 touchdowns and four interceptions. 68.9. And this dude is I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. Listen, he is coming <laughs> back next year. <laughs> and a year after that. So, <laughs> now I ain't going to lie to you. I did not know he had 40 TDs, yo. Yeah. He's good. Holy see, and I'm going to be honest with you, Alabama offense – like I said, it's not. It wasn't. It wasn't what it was of last year. Yeah, it's just not the flashy. They, not, they, it, they, they they take. See this offense that they have now. It's. It, I feel like it just takes a longer time for them to maybe get going and also. It, yeah. just, they don't have those flashy plays like Devonte and and uh, 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 J- Jalen Waddle. Um, mm. And then we're not even talking about uh, Billingsley. Like last year, they had him. He wasn't really a big part of the offense. But when you had we'll all those pieces today. up together, you know, I, I think that they just, man, it's tough. I, I like and, Alabama and, and, offense and better. I agree with you. 99, Jordan Davis will feast on Alabama. Washington will be able to block him. Agree. But guess what? Alabama has they have Will Anderson. Leads the SEC in the nation. Uh, I don't know about the nation. I know he leads the SEC in sacks. So uh, Georgia has to worry about him as well on defense. So I think those two kind of cancel themselves out. The thing about Jordan Davis is he eats up a lot of space, but you can kind of counteract that with different, if, depending on what you run. Mm-hmm. You can't counteract a dude just getting to the quarterback. I mean, I guess you kind of can some somewhat, but if he getting to the quarterback, <laughs> he gonna get to the quarterback, you know. Some dudes but are like, just special. But like we said, though, he Jordan Davis ain't going up against Tennessee. He ain't fixing up against Florida. He ain't going up against uh, uh, South Carolina, Missouri. He's going up against another group. What we was talking about depth, recruiting five stars. He's going up against. Yeah, you might be a five star on the defense, but you've got to go up against a five star on the offense. Mm-hmm. So now you going up. <laughs> you know, so again, is he gonna feast? I mean, it's Jordan Davis, the dude. I'm not the man's gonna he's gonna he's, he's gonna a get huge hit. Huge human being. <laughs> is he God? Oh, yes, he, he he's he's gonna get hit. <laughs> he's gonna get it somewhere. He's gonna make a name for himself. But if Georgia gonna solely rely on him to make it, I hate it for him. Yeah, because that's, he, that's not you can't do that. Yeah. You got, but again, the all-around defense game is awesome. I'm gonna be honest with you. 
their secondary, I think, is what's going to end up being their downfall for Georgia. Because if what you call can sit out here and and get the pass off, he's going to make it. Uh, and that what you call it secondary is just a little suspect. Uh, Georgia for me, which yeah, Alabama is too. Right. I think what'll be interesting too is the Stetson Bennett uh, dynamic. Mm, um, because if he struggles, do you insert JT Dance, who hadn't really played a lot this year? Um, um, Ooh, I don't know. I just, I just a- feel like, I feel like uh, if, because, because I like, I like, I do like what Stetson Bennett does as far as it, because I think. I like more what Kirby has done in those guys. Um, uh, who's their offensive coordinator over there? Um, what's his name? Ugh, I'm going for a blank. It ain't Kiff. I um, mean, uh, my, 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 Todd Munkin. Todd, Todd Munkin. That's it. Yeah, Munkin. Thank, thank you. Um, I like what he's done with surrounding, making it easy for Stetson Bennett. They yeah. Really, they hadn't really made it too complicated for them and just dumb it down. And then they also, one of my favorite things that Georgia has done, I've been telling them to do for years, is use freaking James Cook more. Like, I'm not, like, they're now implementing him a lot uh, more than they ever have. And I think that's been leading them to a lot of success, uh, using him more, right? Yeah, because he can catch. He can. I mean, he's, he he's all do. around, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. you should have been using him um, a whole lot more because he could do. He's so look at it like a, this. Uh-huh. In twenty nineteen, he had forty five carries. In twenty twenty one, he has ninety. Oh wow! Son of a biscuit. I think that's about a blip. 31. Okay, uh, 2020, he averaged 45 carries, 6.7. 2021, he's averaged 90 at 6.5 carries. Has oh, wow. Most touchdowns that he's had uh, since he's been at Georgia. Uh, so, yeah, uh, he's also, let's see here. Um, he, I think they just, just use him more. He's your, uh-huh. he's a, he's, He's a tenured guy. He's been around for a while. He knows what he's doing. Um, I think that's probably the key for me is James Cook, honestly. If he gets off, uh, because like you said, you use him out of the backfield and Yep, you got um create mismatch. Mm-hmm. Yep. You you need to because he's gonna most likely probably be on a linebacker. So you wanna you wanna create that mismatch. You know, maybe is this is this gonna be the wheel route to death? I don't know. Um, but what, uh, I'm going to do, let's put this back up here. Uh, I'm going to read this real quick, Juice. I think you're breaking up a little bit. Sorry. So Darius, uh, McClendon says Georgia's offense hasn't met Will Anderson either. Q says Georgia O-line is studs too. Um, but you can pass over that front seven. Look at Batman's wide receivers. So yeah, it's it's definitely man, mm-hmm. definitely a back and forth here of what could happen and what can't happen. Uh, like I said, for me, I think 
this game ultimately comes down to the quarterbacks because Georgia, for me, is going to have to get those turnovers and short fields to beat Alabama. Uh, I know Alabama, they've struggled against some teams. Um, they've had their times against some teams. They even took a loss. But I think sometimes it those are the best national championship teams, uh-huh. is those one-loss teams, uh-huh. right? Um, and we've even seen it at the University of Florida because we've never had an undefeated season. Right, that's not always. <laughs> <a win. laughs> uh, so yeah, I think sometimes those battle-tested teams, close games, one losses, it, it makes you a stronger uh, at the end because you know what it takes. Takes, yeah. You, you you have that feeling of a loss, and as a competitive person, I don't like to lose. And when I lose, I get angry. Ask my kids when we play Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but I'm not giving you that money for that house. Yeah. <laughs> ask my ask my parents too. Everybody's over here laughing and joking around. I'm like, can we roll the dice, please? <laughs> hey, come on. <laughs> so yeah, they were getting mad at me because I'm like being serious about the game, and they're like, everybody oh, else fun. Like, no, nah, I'm serious. No, nah, yeah, I'm trying to get this dub, cuz. <laughs> I am. Anna. Yep. But yeah, just oh, yeah. um. Anything else on that game? Uh, uh, I know you say you, you got the score by three. Uh, I'm probably not going to attempt to pick a score, but I do like I, your three. I do like your three game. We saw the last time they played. I mean, the game was, you know, by a touchdown, right? I mean, in most um, of championship games, it's going to be close, man. Because, I mean, yeah. even with us last year, it was six. So, and our defense was nowhere near how uh, Georgia – defense is uh so I, yeah i'm still i'm still sticking with three i'm going with alabama i'm, I'm gonna throw a score out here like you said i 16 19 16 19 that would be uh interesting um oh so since you threw a score out i guess i'll throw a score out um I'm going to tell y'all, man, you know, Juice, when we started this thing at the beginning of the year, we picked our quarterbacks. And <laughs> yeah, you picked Bryce, didn't you? I had Bryce. I did you have Emory Jones at number two. So don't yeah. listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't go play the lottery on my account. Don't bet <laughs> on no games that I'm talking about. <laughs> but I did have Bryce Young as my number one quarterback. Because um, I just like, I like what I saw out of what he did at Alabama and spring game, all the stuff. And I just think he's a, he's a triple C, like I said. Yeah. Um, and Alabama, they're averaging 42.3 points per game this year. Georgia's averaging 40.7 points per game this year. Um, yeah, <laughs> Alabama is allowed 19 points per game. So basically 20 points per game. And Georgia has allowed seven points per game. Alabama, they are averaging 492.2 yards a game. Georgia's averaging uh, 442 yards per game. So, with all that being said, (laughs) give me Alabama. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can't. I'm sorry, Georgia fans. Y'all might win, but I just can't pick you to win. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, like you said, to beat the man, you gotta beat a man. Or to beat a man, you gotta beat the man. My bad. Rick Flair. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got your Ric Flair out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said it backwards over here. But yeah, so I, yeah. I just think that Alabama, they have the athletes to compete with that defense. Georgia's defense is great this year. Uh, I don't agree with some of the people saying it's like the best we've seen. Oh, uh, I think uh-huh. I think that is amazing. Uh, one of the best defenses we have seen in college football the last few years. Um, and oh. I think that uh, realistically, that it's going to be a close game like you juice. I'm I'm going to even say um, um, yeah. I don't know. You got you said three points. I'm agree with you, Juice. Three points, three point game. And I'm, I'm gonna say my score. Um 27-24. Now watch this. I I'm still sticking with my 16-19. Or, um, so actually, actually, I'm gonna actually change it. I said 24-27. Mm-hmm. Um give me 30, 33. Yeah. I like that. Let me tell you this. I would not be shocked if this game ended up being 6-9. Or 9-12. I I just feel like this is going to be a a, a, a small um, scoring game. I feel like their defense, it's going to be good, man. I, I can't wait to see this. I, I, I can't watch this game. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, not, I mean, yeah, I, I know 30, that's kind of a high score for Georgia. But, I mean, like I said, you got a quarterback that's coming in. And I know it's not Georgia. But, like I said, I've seen what Bryce Young can do. I know his composure. And it might not work on Saturday. That don't mean they, you know, don't mean anything. He dude's coming back next year. And it might not work. They might get beat to sleep by Georgia. But guess what? Uh, like I said, <laughs> currently dude has 40 touchdowns and four interceptions his first year as a start at Alabama. So <laughs> I think finish he's winning. <laughs> oh, what'd you say, Juice? Oh, I think juice is breaking up, yeah. Son of a biscuit. <laughs> uh I don't got anything else to say. We appreciate all you guys coming out, hanging out with us uh for these last couple hours. It's been great. Juice, this is actually our twenty-seventh show. Oh wow. Um, yeah. So you guys have been hanging in with us. Thank y'all. Um, we we love you guys coming out. We look forward to creating great content for you. I uh, got some good shows coming up. Uh, great content. Thank you guys. Remember to visit us over at talkingsauce.com where you guys can support our channel and get your merch swag out. It's it's hoodie season where I live. Even if it's not, no matter where you live, we got the tank tops, we got t-shirts, cups, and hoodies. So visit us on talking sauce. Dot com. Yeah, no. Go uh, on and get your Christmas uh get out, man. Y'all know yeah. y'all need y'all. I know you need some stuff for Christmas. I know y'all do. So just go on and get you. Go on and get you a mug. Matter of fact, go on and get your unique 
it gets cold. And I want y'all to be warm. I don't want nobody being cold. So please, go check out the store. Go warm yourself up. Go warm up a family member, a friend. And just buy them that merch and say, Merry Christmas. Yes, sir. Especially, like I said, if you want to support the channel, it's there for you. If you're a Florida fan, we got merch for you as well. Uh, check us out, TalkingSauce.com. We also are, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. So if you, hey, when you're going to work, you're at the gym, you're going, coming home for work, you're in the bathroom trying to hide from your kids like I do. Uh, <laughs> hit us up at uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Just type in Talk and Sauce. That's T-A-L-K-N-S-A-U-C-E-D. If you're into social media, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, we're on those as well. You guys can hit us up. We have a sauce fund where you can help us get these tasty beverages. If you want to recommend anything, uh, send us what your drink recommendations. We'll drink. We'll try anything one time. Uh-huh. Um, let us know. <laughs> yeah, just let us know what it is, and we'll try anything. It don't it doesn't have to be alcoholic. It can be non-alcoholic. Just let us know. Hit us up on the sauce fund. Uh, we really appreciate that. I've uh, Hey man, Juice, great show. I can't yeah. wait. Come on, the future Florida Gators have turned the page in the future, and we'll see what it holds. Yes, sir. And um, I just want to also give a shout out to uh, uh, my drinkers. I seem like y'all are not going to work tomorrow, so shout out to my <laughs> Mad Dog 2020 and my Red Bull in Hennessy. Yes, sir. <laughs> Red Bull and Hand Dog. <laughs> That boy Q, hey Q boy, that boy Q gonna be up to about four in the morning. Yeah, puking Q his brains James, out. If y'all, if y'all load that mad dog and and um, the hen, hey, big ups to y'all, man. Hey, more power to y'all. I just, yeah, I'm going to sleep. I'm gonna have to go to sleep. Yeah, you drinking mad dog and hen, you're not going to sleep for another couple of hours, bro. <laughs> God, I can ooh, whoa. Then you know, let's see. Q says 100 <laughs> juice. <laughs> oh man, division says plus AB is picking Georgia. <laughs> oh. Great show, guys. Appreciate it, Donna. Thank you. Yeah. All right, guys. Juice, I'll holler at you, my boy. All right, and, y'all uh, have we'll a good one. You guys, next week. Um, and deuces. <laughs> Peace. Have a great week, everybody. Let me pull this up. Yeah.